that sort of collective ethos, that way of, of regarding people not as individuals, as part of a group, part of a collective, still pervades lots of areas of Chinese society. I would say that in China, the shift towards capitalism is not gradual, it's headlong rush. Words spoken on whether China's transition is different. China certainly is changing. But are these changes so radical that China can now be seen as a capitalist country? On September the 17th, 2001, after years of discussion, China signed an agreement to become a member of the World Trade Organization, or WTO. Membership was meant to give China greater access to lucrative Western markets, but also to open its own markets to the outside world. It signalled China's intent to abide by a fixed set of rules that all member countries are supposed to follow. The rules of a free market. The WTO is part of a bigger pattern of Chinese reform as the country opens up to foreign business and capital. James Wang runs businesses in both Britain and China. He has witnessed a sea change in his country, even over his own lifetime. Because I was born in China, I love my country. Government in China before, they try to decide what they're going to do. For example, Chairman Mao said, go to countryside, everybody go to countryside. But now it's different. I think the government is learning very clever. You know, they try not involve everything. In fact, uh, now when you graduate from university, you don't have to follow the government appointment. Before you have, you have to find the job yourself. I think that is great. Yeah. And they have more freedom. But also, for some people, they feel they don't know what they're going to do. If you've been told to do anything, everything, now nobody tells them what they're going to do. They're confused. James is one of a generation of entrepreneurs who have wholeheartedly embraced the new climate in China. His businesses provide crucial links between China and the rest of the world. We're providing investment, trading and government relation solutions in China. Because when you're doing business with China, the government relations are terribly important. For example, we help the Scottish and the Newcastle to sell the product called uh, Newcastle Brown Ale in China. <laughs> That's a very good example because uh, you know they cannot sell into China without the license, alcohol license. When James approached Scottish and Newcastle breweries, foreign companies were not allowed to sell alcoholic drinks in China. This was just one of many barriers which stood in the way of anybody wanting to break into the Chinese market. But by getting round some of these problems, it was possible for James to become a kind of beer pioneer. That's the first ale in China. Nobody drinks ale before, because no people drink ale in China, only lager. But Duke Brown is like a fashionable, very expensive, the most expensive beer in China, because you have to buy from UK. We have to pay lots of import duty. Traditionally, there has been one set of rules for Chinese companies and a completely different one for foreign businesses like Scottish and Newcastle. When we're doing business in China, like the Newcastle Brown Ale, if you want to do it like an official way, you cannot, because by the Chinese law, commercial law, you're not allowed to sell your product into China. It's made for alcohol. 
tobacco. But for Chinese people, of course you can. If you are Chinese people, you have a Chinese company with a license, then you can. So what we do is we just uh, like uh, set up a company in China. It's a hundred percent owned by Chinese. Then we can import the goods from importer, import export company. So totally, we are fine. You know, we are legal. This is just the kind of discrepancy that will eventually have to change. The whole idea of the WTO is to put all companies wherever they're based on a level playing field. In future, the barriers James helps his clients overcome may be more cultural than legal. China has been preparing for WTO membership for years. Peter Nightingale has been observing the changes. He's the chief executive of the China Britain Business Council, an organisation which promotes opportunities for British companies to do business in China. For British businesses that are already operating in China and that have operated in China for quite a long time, I think there's every recognition that things are improving, both from the point of view that I think more foreign companies are making money in China now, which was not the case four or five years ago, and that always encourages them. For companies that have never been to China before, I think they'd still probably find it quite a strange place to do business in because of the fact that things are not very cut and dried and, and still not very transparent. But I think the message that the China Business Council tries to get across to companies that have never been to China before is that. Things are getting much better. They're not nearly as difficult as they were 20 years ago, and、uh, there's much more help around.